So, like, how much you think that check was for the WCW wrestlers and ready to rumble? Probably like one, one thousand, like one k. So more than they were getting for episode of Nitro. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they were still in there taking. Some of them were still in there taking, you know, bumps. So you know, worse bumps. Yeah, especially in that cage match, though. Yeah, that's like the best part of the movie. Definitely. But um, welcome to another episode of the Hot Flies Podcast. It's your boys Terry and Dom here to bring you our Monday Night Raw, Impact, and AEW Dark recap. Got a three-in-one special for y'all today. Um, how you doing today, my good brother? I'm good, and that should also kind of let y'all know how these shows were, considering we just going to just run them all together. Even though, surprisingly, one of the three was better than it has been in past weeks. That is very true, but it was a lot of um, fluff. Yeah. A lot. Especially seeing as you're supposed to be building. (sighs) Just, yeah, this, yeah. Let's just go ahead and jump on off into it. We're going to start off with Monday Night Raw, which, like, he was going ahead and alluding to. We was filled with a lot of fluff, and I'm just going to run through the fluff for you guys. Uh, we had Ricochet picking up a hometown or home state win over Mojo Raleigh, which was also funny because, you know, Mojo never get used. Match lasted all of maybe three minutes. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Flair beat Sarah Logan in two minutes. Um, the Viking Raiders beat the Singh Brothers in about 45 seconds. Eric Rowan got bit by a rabid rat and beat some jobber in about 45 seconds. You know what? Now I'm kind of starting to come around to your logic. Maybe it is, it is a pit bull puppy in there, fam. I mean, I've been trying to tell y'all this since day one. You might be right. You might be right. The way he 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 got bit, fam. That, that's very pit bull puppy-ish. That's also not him. Speaking of Mojo Riley. He is also your new 24 7, 7 11, 48 7, I 95, and Kentucky. You're a continental heavyweight champion. And yeah, I believe that's all of the fluff. Yeah, that was all the fluff. If I missed anything, then it wasn't meant to be remembered. So, Raw actually starts off with your boy. AJ Styles and Randy Orton having a phenomenal promo exchange. And first of all, can I just say that Kentucky loves Randy Orton to the point where he just had to, he just, you know, he just had to soak that ovation up, fam. Yeah, like I, you can tell he spent a lot of time in Louisville. Yeah, because <laughs> they still fuck with him. Heavy. Like heavy. He even had to tell the cameraman, I'm sorry, I had to, fam. You know, <laughs> he started looking at his wrist like, oh, my bad. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> what you going to do? It's I me. Got time. I got yeah. time. Literally. So, I mean, last year, you know, we got to see this whole Randy Orton, AJ, feud to, you know, going to Mania and everything. And it was cool, but it felt like something was missing, at least to me. Yeah. It could have been time around, though. They actually got to be fully invested. It's yeah. even funnier considering that, you know, 
they reverse. You know, this time Randy's the face and AJ's the heel. Which, you know, what we've been saying about heel AJ for the longest. He's fantastic. And that says something if you can get fantastic work out of face Randy. And face Randy is 85% of the time extremely bland. So to say you actually getting good promos and good crowd reactions for face Randy said everything. It so, really do. You know, they're they basically having a RKO style clash discussion. And Drew McIntyre comes out and basically says that it's Claymore is bigger. <laughs> Randy's reaction. <laughs> He just threw the microphone and turned around. (laughs) (laughs) Loving this tweener Drew McIntyre that we have right now. Spencer said he was talking about, yeah, man, I had it rough. You know, the conga line, that was was a tough matchup last week. No, the hell they was. He ran through the whole conga. (laughs) But it was like, you know, eight of them and one of Drew. So that's a lot. That's a lot of odds to overcome. That's true. Whew, that was funny. Of course, you know, it leads to a match, and it's a triple threat match. And it's yet another solid triple threat match, you know? I agree. Third, third show in a row this has a, a very good triple threat match. Um, highlight of the match comes towards the end. Where Randy hits a actual beautiful Styles Clash, yo, surprisingly well. And I mean, Randy's, you know, to put it the way that the commentators put it, he's the basically the mode that you want for a creative wrestler. So that coupled with the fact that it's AJ Styles taking his own move, he knows how to take it himself. Exactly, perfect combination. But right after he hits the, the style flash, your boy Drew Claymore's the holy hell out of Randy. And then picks up the one, two, three. So opening segment, opening match, what you thinking? I loved all of it. Um shout out to that Kentucky crowd though, too, because they was they was pretty much lit the whole night. Um but yeah, I love the opening segment. I'm glad. Drew McIntyre has finally once again been able to like show personality and he's getting the dub. I'm just still just give him the rumble. Just go ahead and just give us Brock versus Drew McIntyre. I know they don't want to do it, especially considering that they just announced they came Velasquez is entering the Royal Rumble. But thank you for you know ruining my, my day now. I mean, look, I'm sorry, it is what it is, but at the same time, just yeah, man, I loved everything about the opening segment and. AJ taking the pin doesn't hurt, so it, it was it was damn good opening way to start Monday Night Raw. So speaking of your reigning, defending, undisputed WWE <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar, him and his advocate Paul Heyman came out, and Kentucky was not fucking with them at all. At all, like. They were booing them, and then Paul went to go into his, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. And, of course, the crowd, being the crowd, said it along with him. He got on their ass, and 
like reminded of me y'all was literally just pulling me five seconds ago and after that bruh nothing that paul could have said would have been heard because they was just raining booze and chants and everything else and honestly i can't even tell you what paul was really talking about until he started saying the truth shall set you free the truth then all of a sudden you hear what's up <laughs> feel me say what's up and at the time you're current 24 7 7 11 28 48 77 i-95 to kentucky intercontinental european champion our truth came out and basically truth cut a fantastic promo said how he was going into the rumble and throw you over the top rope and all this other shit only to reveal that he was actually talking to him. Shout out to the cameraman and Paul Heyman because the reaction and the way they zoomed in on his face <laughs> was perfect. Shout out to the cameraman for also showing Brock's facial reactions. Because God. Brock literally was dying laughing. I brought corpsing the whole segment made it that much greater than he already is. And that also lets you know how fantastic our truth is because when you can make Brock Lesnar break character like that, and it wasn't like no, no slip up. Like the whole time truth was talking, he was dying, fam. Dying just like like we would. So I wonder what that conversation was like backstage though. I don't know. I, I don't even know if Brock was there for it. Oh man. I think there might have just been some Paul and, and Ron talking. No, I'm just saying, like I'm, I'm talking about afterwards. Like, you oh. know what I'm saying? It was done. They yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I bet you Brock was probably like, boy, you had me down. Well, I hope you didn't call him boy, but you know, he's like, yeah, be down there out there cracking <laughs> up. Uh so you know it's bad when you gotta take a deep breath because you know you see Brock hit that, whew, like all right, let me you know let me get myself together. <laughs> that was some house show stuff to be honest with you. That was some house show shit. Yeah, because then he got himself together <laughs> and clothesline and F five for our truth and told him, "That's what's up." Why can't we get this Brock list? Like sure. because Brock, you know what I'm saying Brock in the bank was hilarious. When he came out there doing that whole dancing, yeah, fam, like, why can't we get that Brock? You know what I'm saying? Show you, you got some personality, and then when it's time to get serious, you know, you go full beast mode. I will be good with that. He actually got to be around, though, for you to show personality. I mean, that's fine. When he's there, let him show it. But I think, do you think he was probably supposed to say that, though? Because yeah. I, I, I yeah, I just feel like he was just having such a good time. He was just probably like, no. Nah. Nah, nah, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like that was scripted at all. Yeah. I talk like that. Exactly. And he looked like he was trying not to laugh when he was about to say it. <laughs> a plus. I'm, I'm sorry. That, that segment gets an A plus for me. We don't even rank segments like that. But yeah, that's. Whew. That was that was fantastic. 
there was some fluff that I forgot, so I'm going to stay through it real quick. Um, Lashley defeated Rusev, and we're in a mixed tag team match next week of Lil Morgan and Rusev taking on Bobby Lashley and Lana. And they have yet to send off this band aid, and they're dragging this shit out. Yep. At least it's not at the Rumble, though. At least it's next week. It's true. So there's one positive. We ain't got to see this shit in person. So we uh, we get our Raw Women's Championship contract signing between Becky Lynch and Oscar. And I'll let you go ahead and take this one because I know how you felt about this. You know, um, first of all, let's all protect Kylie Sane because she's just so adorable. The way she tiptoed over there to Becky Lynch and started messing with her with her umbrella <laughs> during the contract signing, like, you know, that was well done. I, I like the fact that, you know, Becky Lynch was just like, come on, let's just, you know, let's just get this done. I mean, she did, I don't know if she was like legit pissed because she did cut like a little promo beforehand saying that y'all not, you know, I saw y'all preview and y'all didn't even say anything about, you know, the contract signing that we got. So I don't know if she was like legit pissed because like, you know, Jerry King Law was like, you know, you got something to say, like, nah, just, you know, just come on with it. Um, Oscar being crazy, Oscar, I've always been a fan of. Like, I'm glad y'all are letting her do this now. At the Rumble, she should just go ahead and go full, you know what I'm saying, full throwback Oscar with the all, you know, the all-white face paint. Then she definitely got a win for sure. But, yeah, contract signing was good. Oscar ended up hitting her with the green mist. And Charlotte, that is how you sell the green mist. Not by pulling your hair back in a ponytail and not by just, you know, just sitting there just looking like you really don't hurt, just – that's how you do it. So the contract sign was, you know, it was well done. We had one that, you know, nobody went through a table. So, you know, it showed a different side of it. That Becky Lynch promo that she cut, though, afterwards, she was like, hey, you are the best. And look, if I go down again, I'm taking you with me. Like, if that didn't get you, like, fully invested into this match, which I wouldn't really understand why you wouldn't have been in the first place. Like, that promo should have been, like, enough to make you be like, you know what? I, I got to watch this match. So contract signing, once again, another well-done segment on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, because uh, I'm sorry if you plan on recording a video during Becky's entrance. I'm going to be in the background a lot of hell singing along with her song. So yeah, be prepared. Yeah. Touche. So um, Alistair Black Defeated Buddy Murphy in yet another phenomenal match. Um, my boy Buddy got to eat two black mask kicks this time. Technically, it only should have been one, but, you know. But shit happens. I think the ref just wanted to see him get kicked again. Had to be a brother. Had to be. Because, I mean, that, he, that was definitely three the first time. Yeah, his shoulders didn't move, like, at all. He was... First of all, ain't nobody moving after the black mask fell. Exactly. I ain't seen nobody kick out of that hell yet. And then, I mean, to be honest, the second one looked more vicious than the first one. He was pissed, man, because yeah. he knew it was three. So it's like, all right, bet. I'm going to fully connect with this whole day. You're going to get him killed. For real. Oh, man. That's why I said at the, at the ringside for the rest of the show, because I was confused. Nigga ain't know where he was. He had concussion. Yeah, ooh, we. But that match, though, fam, it was 
I was confident. And considering what happens, you know, not to kind of, you know, foreshadow, but we just might now. Because, I mean, you know. Leading into our main event, you know, we got the good old fist fight. Um, we're a few days removed, and I still don't fully know the rules to a fist fight. It was a street so, fight. Um, I still don't know the rules to a fist fight because – it didn't seem like it was really any rules except incapacitate a whole team. So it was like a, a, a tag team last man standing match. Or you just got um, a street fight. Spot of the, of the match. I don't care what anybody said. My boy Kevin Owens had a Ninja Warrior moment where he ran up the little skateboard ramp part of the raw screen and off onto the AOP. And it was a thing of beauty. It was phenomenal, yo. <laughs> I, I've always, since the screen first came out, we've been wondering like what type of shit people were gonna do. I believe who was it? Somebody got tossed against that hole and they slid down. I forgot who. Ah, yeah, I remember that. I think I, I know. I think Brian was the one that like tossed somebody though, because I you see somebody so, go. When shit like this happens. When you use the the entrance ramp and screen to your advantage properly like that, a la Jeff Hardy, Shane McMahon, now Kevin Owens, yeah, you're going to get a pop from not only just the the live crowd, but the internet and everybody else. Because that thing was was perfect. Yeah. That was phenomenal. Yo, like, no lie. Um, Match breakdown at the end. You have AOP put... Kevin Owens threw Samoa Joe through the announce table. Then you have the big slow in the ring with, um, I mean, sorry, the big show in the ring with Seth Rollins. And basically Seth has already pleaded to Buddy Murphy, who's confused and dazed and depressed and downtrodden ringside to help him. Help me. Yeah. He put the camera on. <laughs> like instantly. So Big Show getting ready to I believe choke slam this nigga at this time. And Buddy Low blows him and sets up, you know, team Seth AOP picking up the victory. So I can't call it the heel turn because Buddy technically was already heel, but he's aligned himself with Seth and the AOP. And not to steal a line from the authority, but this is best for business. Indeed. Um, here's the thing, though. Where, what type of direction are they really trying to go in this faction? Honestly, I'm kind of happy that I have no idea right now. Because like, it has kind of like mixed faction vibes. Like with some different shit we've seen before, but still like original at the same time. I think uh, I'm not oh, really a fan of this whole Monday Night Messiah shirt thing they got, but no, I don't control that. But overall, you know, Raw was C plus. But strong C plus this this go go around. I want to say I gave it a C plus last week. 
Yeah. Uh, just, just entirely too much fluff for me to give it a B minus. I'm with you on that because I think, yeah, man, the the fact the the word fist fight, where there was more kendo sticks being, you know what I'm saying, used in fists. Um you throwing fisticuffs. Like really the best thing that came out of that was the KO, the KO spotted Buddy Murphy joining up with like Seth and AOP. Otherwise, they could have really just kept it. Um yeah, man, the R Troop Paul Heyman Brock Lesnar segment was just like I said, I gave that segment an A plus, so that alone kind of like ups the act. I know this is the first show of the week, but that's probably top five moment of the week. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's already in my, yeah, that's already in in the list. So yeah, but you know, Monday Night Raw was surprisingly surprisingly decent considering it's been awful for like what a month. It's like damn near a month now. So yeah. Yep. So I mean that was raw. So um gonna take it over to the Tuesday side of things and I'll you know jump it off with AEW Dark. They were in Memphis, so they did pay tribute to some Memphis legends. Uh, Jimmy Balin, uh, Kevin Lawler was there, you know, for the for the late great Brian Christopher, aka Grandmaster Sexay. Can I stop you real quick? Yes. Um, look, I understand that he does work for the comp- the competitors, but you can't shout out the man's son and not shout him out. The, well, as Excalibur did, you know, mention him, but I mean. But also, Jerry King Lawler did come out and say they the tribute ain't legit though. So he he was kind of talking shit about them actually doing the tribute in the first place. So I mean, probably because he didn't get invited. Well, that's not like a personal problem. But <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. But Kevin Lawler looks just like it, bro. Jerry King Lawler cannot deny any of his kids because who we but. Dave Brown, who also joined this Calibron commentary, and it was actually surprisingly, surprisingly well, well done. Austin Idol, Doug Gilbert, you know, the Rock and Roll Express, Lenny Poffo was there for the late great Macho Man Randy Savage. So, yeah. you know, it was a, you know, it was a nice tribute. That was like probably what the first 15, 10, 10 15 minutes maybe of AW Dark. Yep. So, you know. Kind of had to sit through that, but the first match was Darby Allen taking on Brandon Cutler, and the match was fine. Darby Allen got the dub. Brandon Cutler still has not got a win in AEW so far. So, as far as the opening match at AEW Dark, um, how how are you feeling about Darby Allen getting the dub? Um, I'm fine with it just because it's the right decision. I think we we're in agreement that we're Darby Allen fans. Yep. Uh, we love the coffin drop, no matter what you do it inside the ring, on the apron, off the uh off the apron to the outside. I'm waiting on one through like the announce table or ooh. off the stage or some shit. Like, ooh, I got one for you. The first coffin drop off the top of a steel cage. Yo, that would be lit. Cause you know he gonna do it. 
his mm-hmm. first cage match, ain't no way in hell he not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jeff not to do a swan time. I like poosh, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I like that. But you know, like I said, props to Darby Allen. You know, he got the win. Um, Nyla Rose and Shauna never took place because they started brawling before the bell leaving room. They got beef for real, fam. Yeah, like legit. Um, so that's real life beef. So what ended up happening was, you know, Nyla Rose was about to try to power bomb her through the table, but actually she was about to power bomb her off the apron through the table, but <clears throat> Shauna ended up reversing it and speared her through the table. Everything seems fine. Um, you know, Shauna backstage cutting the promo, and then next day, you know, Nala Rose hit up with a mean punch. <laughs> did you laugh like I did? I was like, what are you doing, Nala? Whatever I want. And then she threw up. <laughs> Woo. Oh, man. I ain't gonna lie, fam. Stuff like that is making me become a fan of Nala Rose because that shit was hilarious. I personally loved when she powerbombed the ref through the table. And mm-hmm. that whole I don't give a fuck attitude kind of make me want her to be the one to, to throw on Rio instead of Kong. It's going to happen because eventually one of them going to end up like turning face because they're going to have to end up facing each other. Because Kong did say she want to be like, you know, pass everything like that she knows down the nile the road. So. You know, they're going to have to, you know, end up interacting with each other sooner or later. And when it happens, the way they got Nala Rose looking is going to get me way more invested into that match when it finally does happen. The main event, <laughs> the main event of AEW Dark was the Gun Club, which is Billy and his son, and that's his son, Austin, taking on the chairman, Sean Spears, and Peter Avalon, and the match was all right. It was decent. But uh, I think the main thing that I want to talk about was the AEW version of the DX music that Billy Gunn done chopped up for himself. So, call that DX music. Firstly, that's one of them generic No Mercy things. I might just say like generic 08. <laughs> yep. Like, because the first thing I noticed was, like, you know, the the beat, thing, you know, the green beat thing that they usually have on the DX. And so I was like, really? And then when the music played, I was just like, oh, okay. So y'all did like y'all had to do for Bret Hart when he came out, you know, for All, was it all Out. Mm-hmm. And y'all had to, like, remix his music. So, um, yeah, but as far as the match itself go, um, it was cool. You know, uh, the gun. Been ass, man. The gun club got the victory. So as far as the main event or as is AEW Dark as a whole, how do you feel about it? I mean, you know the best surprises always sneak up from behind. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I almost did it. You almost got me, fam. I almost did it. I can tell you myself. Yeah. Buns of so glory. Buns of steel. All right, I'm I'm done. I'm done. But I mean, Dark, this is actually a pretty good episode. Um, even with the 15 minute tribute to the Legend of Memphis Wrestling, I mean, they could have shortened it a little bit. 
Um, but at the same time, they didn't cheapen it. It was almost kind of like a, a, um, like a Hall of Fame type thing where they actually ran down, you know, their resume on why they were being honored. That's true. So it's like, all right, cool. Especially since some of these people to the wider wrestling community, they don't know. And to the newer generation, they definitely don't know. Right. I'm with you on that. I, I mean, it's dark, so I really can't think of a bad episode of Dark that we've had yet. And the fact that it may be edited may help it a little bit, but I give it a solid A minus, B plus. Yeah, I don't give it. I got a B plus for it because I said you know it was a good you know it was a good solid AEW Dark. So, and you know my girl Dasha was looking damn good as always. <sighs> yes. Yes, Lord. Giovanni's a lucky motherfucker, fam. He really is. Um, who, man? Jesus Christ. Speaking of lucky or unlucky, depending on how you look at it, um, Impact Wrestling had their, you know, first show post Hard to Kill, and for the most part, it was kind of mostly, you know, a recap show. They basically show highlights of, you know, what happened, with, you know, during the pay per view, which we did cover. Like I said, it was a solid pay per view, but. And I text you immediately when this happened. Fuck you. Impact Wrestling jumped off with the Desi Hit Squad getting the win over the Rascals, TJP, and Daga. <laughs> it is opening, you know, Fatal Four. <laughs> I hate you so much. And I, I don't book it. It's not my fault. No, only because you're the one who told me about it. So I knew when I was watching it, the end result. So it was really no point in me watching it because I was wow. already let down because they actually gave this racist ass group the win. <laughs> that the Bollywood boys won in the same. <laughs> like I'm all for embracing your heritage and your roots and everything of that nature. Right, right. But Dizzy hits <laughs> Well, look, we did get to hear from you know Ace Austin. Um, he was talking to somebody on the phone, but you know, he was like, Are you who you say? Chow. Chow. <laughs> and then you know, he was just like, What are y'all expecting to comment from me? Then he just put his card in his mouth and he took off. Um, he's gonna he was in a fat he's gonna be in a fatal four way for his exhibition championship match. It's gonna be him, Eddie Edwards, Moose, and Father Bob. You know, they um they was wrestling in Philadelphia, which you know was weird, but you know, I didn't question it. Um after they showed the highlights for the tag team, well, the handicap two-on-one match, you know, from uh, Willie Mack and the North, you know, they showed a backstage promo segment that we didn't see. Um, you know, Rich Swan was backstage and, you know, he kind of told, you know, Willie Mack was down. He was just like, yeah, you know, once again, I let you down. Rich Swan was just like, you know, I'm proud of you. Look, man, I don't know what Rich Swan would be saying, but he'd be having, like, Willie Mack sound like he really, like, legit going to be getting choked up and crying. But, you know, he was like, look, I don't know how long it's going to take for my knee to heal, which, I mean, none of us do. But he was like, yeah, when it's, when it's you know, all good. We're going to be – we good, fam. Like, we're going to be tag team champions. Like, don't worry about it. So, I did like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, who, man? You about to cry? No, nah, because this RVD <laughs> – 
Katie Forbes and Jennifer basically porno promo that they had was um, First, uh, you and Twitch is not going to do this like this was no soft core HBO real six porn. Like, it was a little skin. It was a little skin of Max. Yeah, we've seen worse during the live sex celebration. Touche. Well, look. Me personally, I thought it was hilarious and funny because once again, it just fits RVD character like so perfectly. Um, they had to blur out Katie Forbes' nip, you know what I'm saying? Because you know she was she twerked, she kind of twerked herself out of a what's her name a little bit. But once Jennifer just came came along, um, the tops went off and the whipped cream came out, and then hey, they basically hit RVD with that look, man. Stop talking to these cameras. We're trying to get it in. And, you know, he was just like, you know, we all are living vicariously through him, though, because once we watch wrestling, you know, basically everybody is doing his move. So I love this Rob Van Dam, Katie Forbes, Jennifer promo. How was you feeling about it? And you know me. I love anything that has Katie Forbes in it. And now I'm also a fan of Jennifer. And, yeah, so A++. Um, I don't see me writing any RVD, Katie Forge, Jennifer segment, anything else anytime soon, because I could be wrong. And yeah, my thing is, all right. So you follow that up with Joey Ryan versus jo- Johnny Swinger, right? Hold on. Before that, though, shout out to the prompt, the Johnny Swinger promo. You know what I'm saying? They just they just out here trying to you know switch piss heels. You know I'm a gamer now. This motherfucker turned around and started playing pinball. That's a game, fam. The machine wasn't even on. So he was practicing. Continue what you continue what you was about to say. So Twitch gone gone ban Impact for RVD, but we got dick flips and. Sweet Tooth Music's being performed like it's okay. Yo, that dude in the crowd that like put the lollipop in his mouth that he caught from Joey Ryan. Gay. <laughs> Woo! But uh, yeah, like you said, uh, Joey Ryan, you know, he beat Johnny Swinger. Um, that was fine. But the main event was Moose taking on Followed by versus Ace Austin and Eddie Edwards for the X Division Championship. And look, all four of them did what you thought they was going to do. The match was good. It was a, it was a solid fatal four-way. Ace Austin, you know what I'm saying, ended up retaining, doing Ace Austin things by coming in with the good old scavenger pin. So, um, yeah. And then it ended with a Tessa Blanchard sit down and, you know, she had people congratulating her saying, you know, you made history. And then Sammy popped up on a little flat screen TV and was just like, basically, this ain't done with you yet. So this ain't, this ain't over. So, you know. I wish you would have said it just like that. So do I. That would have made it so and much better. The feed would have just cut out right after you said that. Yep. That's why we should be writers, fam. But I mean, considering all the stuff they was doing, I don't see why he couldn't just say it like that. Especially when they was talking during the pay per view. Ooh, man, say. I mean, yeah, but um, that wasn't pay per view, boy. That sensor button would have been on fire in that main event. Which lets me know that yeah, it is the audio. 
it is some hate and it is some hate and animosity for i'm telling you so yeah it looks like this feud will continue i mean i have no problem with it considering it took a year for this to like you know get to this point in the first place so as far as impact goes it was mostly the recap show so i'll just get your thoughts on how you feeling about sammy and tessa and the feud continuing i'm down for it um honestly irregardless of what the result would have been it hard to kill had Sammy retained or Tessa won like she did, I was hoping that the feud continues just because it's been building for a while. And honestly, this cause this still has about two to three good matches left in it. Throw some stipulations on it, do a legal lockdown. Which is making this return. Hence the reason why I said that. So I mean, you know, unfortunately it won't be the six sizes still, but it is what it is. You you have different ways you can play this right now. You can throw in a third man if you want to and make it a, a, a triple threat, just you know to switch it up a little. But I personally say you don't need that. You just keep it one on one, and then let Tessa beat them two three times in a row, and go on to whatever's next. Whether it's you know champion versus champion with her and Taya. Or her and Eddie Edwards since he has Kenny the trophy. I, 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 yeah, that just got me wondering when you said that. Like, I like that. Because honestly, I think they could have like. Kenny the trophy has so many different ways it could be used, and ain't none of them bad. Yeah, because like I said, it's just for a championship. You know what I'm saying? It's not just for, you know, oh, yeah, I like that. Because honestly, like, they can have some nice matches against each other. Mm-hmm. And if you want to just go ahead and make Eddie Edwards heal, I mean, what perfect way to do it than, you know, be the one that takes the belt off of her. Mm-hmm. So, knee party. Oh, man, like with a chair wrapped around her head, like Buddy Murphy did Alistair Black. Yep. And then just throw it through a table outside the ring. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm here for all of that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, um, you know, this is basically a hard to kill, you know, recap. Um, so I'll give it I'll give it a B. You know, it, it served its purpose. You know, it wasn't just nothing really just noteworthy outside of the RVD, you know, Katie Ford's you know, Jennifer segment. So, yeah. With that being said, my brother, go ahead and let the five people know where they can listen to this episode and find set. No, I'm just playing. Uh <laughs> you can follow, subscribe, like, share, do all that good shit. Get us out there. Tell your friends, your homies, your girlfriend. If your girlfriend got a girlfriend, tell her to listen to it too. And highlight us. Like for real, like Sammy say, hit me up. Follow Dom. I'm doing it in different order tonight. Follow Dom at Freshly Freshly Snipes21. Your boy Terry at underscore Bobby Digital. Hit us up if you know you got a girlfriend and a girlfriend, 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 girlfriend. So we like that. We like our women to like women. Yeah. I mean, we all on the same page. But you can find this podcast anywhere you get your podcast at Hot Flies Podcast. You can go straight to hotflyspodcast.com and see any of our old episodes, top fives, news. Eventually, we're going to have pictures from us at different wrestling events on there. Facebook, you can go see us at High Flies Wrestling Podcast. 
Twitter at Podcast Flyers. And again, individually, Dom is Freshly Snipes 21. I'm underscore. Please do not forget that underscore Bobby Digital. And until our Wednesday Night War episodes, Rascal Ways. Peace.